0: Amen. I want you to go back to the first slide before this, and we're going to do a throwback song, but it has a little modern Mariah Carey twist. Is that all right? So I want you to stand, and we're going to sing this old-time gospel song. You can turn the volume up because one can hear it. And then you have to have a little swing with this. Come on. Jesus, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child. Jesus, Jesus. So lonely, he can find new life, new hope, new joy he brings. We go to this side, to the angels sing. Glory, glory, glory to the Lord. One more time, come on. Turn it up a little bit more. I don't think they're getting it. Jesus. Come on. Jesus. Oh, a wonderful child. A wonderful child. Jesus. 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 He Amen. You know, and I played that at the beginning of this series because, you know, a song can change an atmosphere. Amen? Amen. Now, how many feel just a tad bit better that you got here today at church? <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> and so we're going to be talking about choosing joy, choosing joy in the series, and and uh, I've already talked with the worship team And, and they're in sync and, and so that's what this series is going to be about And because joy is a choice It is a choice And we're going to be talking about This is the first week Serving the Lord with gladness Serving the Lord with gladness You know, let me just say this That this message is also for me uh, Because there are times and seasons Many times and seasons as a pastor I've make, I have to make a decision to choose joy Because of difficult things I'm faced with. And you are too. And so I hope this message speaks to you. I haven't arrived, but I'm pressing on. Amen? We're pressing on. And so, you know, uh, this message is largely in part two from, uh, we went to an art conference and Pastor Chris Hodges was sharing about joy and it really some points that he, was speaking really spoke to me that this is birthed out of that, and so I'm, I share a little bit what he shared. And he said this: is there are seven thousand churches closing their doors in America every year, seven thousand. But he also said that the body of Christ is planting three to four thousand churches a year in America. So basically, we're netting a loss of more than three thousand churches every year. I want you to think about that. You know how many of you know that Jesus said that He's coming back for the church. Isn't that right? Not necessarily a building, but we are the church. And, and, and that's, that's what the scriptures say. And that's why we as a church here, we support missions locally. That means stateside. We're part of the ARC affiliate, uh, which is uh, based out of uh, Birmingham, Alabama, or Pastor Chris Hodges and Associated Related Churches. And, and we support that monthly. And that 100% of what we support Goes to help planting churches in America. And, and this organization has planned, I think, close to a thousand churches since it started uh, in the last 15 years. And, and they don't just say, well, you know, here you go, here's a microphone. They, they help, they support the pastor for two years, they get it up going, and they do help with advertisement. They do everything to make their church a success. Amen? They do it not how we did it. We just did it in the living room, grabbed a Bible, and started preaching. <laughs> <laughs> but praise God, there are systems that work, Amen. So, uh, so we're actually, I think, one of fifteen Ark Church affiliates in Minnesota. It isn't a denomination, it, you know. It isn't something that you know legally we're bound to. We just like how they do church, and that's why we've aligned with that. And we brought some of our leaders to some of those conferences. So, so my text is going to be in Isaiah sixty-one, and I'll see how far I get this morning here. Isaiah sixty-one. It's actually verse 3 I want to focus on, but let me just read it for the sake of the context here. The Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, in the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, I believe that is a picture, a prophetic picture in the Old Testament for the New Testament church. That is what we are called to. <clears throat> and that's his church being mobilized. God has always wanted four things from his church and his people, four things. What does God want? He got, God wants lost people saved. Can I get an amen? And That means people getting out of the bondage of the devil and being free through salvation. You can't do it on your own. You need the salvation. You need God's grace and his presence in your life. That's the only way we're going to be truly set free. Can you say amen? But he also wants saved people pastored. And so once you get people out of bondage and, you know, you, you, you know, Uh, the bondage of the devil bringing them out of Egypt how many know sometimes there's still a little Egypt in all of us come on now Uh, am I the only one that amen to that one (laughs) or you're all like oh he just located me okay that's the spirit of God and and so, so Egypt is still in all of us in some way that God wants to get us set free amen how many know that's an ongoing process Amen? And, and, and here's the thing. Let me just say this right up front about church and this church. You don't have to be perfect in this church. Say, so what do you want in this church? I want the drug addicts in this church, but I don't want them to stay drug addicts. I want the fornicators in this church, but I don't want them to stay fornicators. Come on. I want the adulterators in this church, but I don't want them to stay adulterators. Amen? <clears throat> That's who we want. I want the pot smokers, okay? Amen? But I don't want them to stay pot smoking. Amen? <laughs> That's who we want in the church. We want the lost saved, Amen. We want saved people pastored. We need pastored people disciple, disciple. That uh, uh, Ephesians four equipping, where they, where you, you you hear the teaching and the preaching, and, and you're equipped. And, and the fourth thing is God wants people mobilized. Somebody shall mobilized. mobilized. Well, I, I define that. Let me just help you so bring clarity to that. You ready? Definition: To summon, prepare troops for active service, to deploy, to muster, to rally numerous outreaches over the year, uh, we have mobilized the church. And what's so such a blessing for my wife and I and the staff here is when we make out a clarion call that we're doing a kid's Easter egg hunt, you come out. Or we did the duathlon for seven years. It was a tremendous success, a very powerful impact in the community. It had its season. Uh, But you came out, you showed up, and we had an impact on hundreds of people. You were the church to those who never would come. And how many you know God's always doing new things? Uh, we had the, 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 the ladies spa night for 10 years, which was a tremendous blessing. And Sarah and the, and the wisdom with the ladies and how that's blessed. But you see, God has new things installed for us. Amen. New creative things. And I usually say this, that, that, you know, when it's time to kind of dismount, we dismount. We move on. And God gives us something new. Can you say amen? You know, I remember being in the FMF once I got out of the... Uh, Marine Corps boot camp and, and I got out of schooling they sent me to Camp Lejeune and <clears throat> started making an impact there started having some guys that were getting saved and, and we were, you know, started bringing some guys to, uh, <clears throat> to, uh, to church and, and next thing you know they said, you got orders to go to Okinawa I was so devastated I was so frustrated, I was like why are you sending me to Okinawa and the first sergeant goes, hey you know, at the time it was the Lance Corporal well, Lance Corporal, what do you think we trained you for we trained you to be mobilized, to go do the stuff. Oh, that's, you know, that's the same thing for you and I. Amen, amen. Aren't you glad you showed up at church this morning? Amen. Isaiah, this is my text, 61.3. Provide for those who grieve in Zion. You know, there's a lot of Christians that are grieving. There's those that are lost, that are hurting. They're grieving. They need to, to, to be healed. And that's the purpose of the church, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning. There's a lot of mourning. There's a lot of sorrow going on in our nation. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. And, and, and it, says, it talks about a garment of praise instead of spirit of heaviness. There's a spirit of heaviness over a nation, and that's coming off. And you know what it has to start with? You and I. It has to start with us. Amen? So I want to speak to you in these next few weeks, Lord willing, here about choosing joy for all the places in your life that maybe you sense, you know what, pastor, I'm really not joyful. <clears throat> Here's the thing I want you to see. It is the garment of praise, not the garment of worship. I want you to see something here. It says it's the garment of praise. Some shall praise. It, not the garment of worship. I love worship. I, uh, I embrace worship. I uh, worship. Uh, my bent for my personality is one to just enter right in, right away into worship. That's just, just that's who I am in my personality, the way God uh, made that. But, but worship is, is very important. It's very important in our life. Like I say, I love it. Most of my prayer times or on a Saturday when I come in here, it, it's not shouting and dancing as we had here this morning. It's, it's a time of intercession. It's a time of worship. Here's the thing about worship. Worship at times can be heavy. It can seem heavy. And uh, it's all important. The Bible says that in the Old Testament in 2 Chronicles 5, 2 Chronicles 5, it says that then the temple of the Lord, after they dedicated, it, was filled with the cloud. And the priests, or you could say pastors, church people there, could not perform their service because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. In other words, if the glory of the Lord in its fullness came to harvest on a Sunday, we would be flat on our faces trying to get under the carpet in God's presence. But you know, there's a joyful side to the Lord. There's a, and there's some things that once we get joy down, it says, Then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud, and the priests. And they couldn't perform their service Why? Right. There was a heaviness. That word in the Hebrews, kabah, is the weight of God. And it's not an unhealthy, sad thing. It's just an awareness that almighty God, who am I of the creator of the heavens and the earth, and I'm just, I'm just a puff of smoke. And that almightiness is that weight. And we sense that presence of God, that, oh, my God, God is here. We can feel his presence. If you've never experienced that, you don't know what I'm talking about. But more of that is coming to the church, I declare. More of that is coming because we are positioning ourselves to receive. You know, I've noticed over the last 10, 15 years, few decades, we have a lot of worship songs and the worship has changed. As you can see, I have some of my throwback songs, you know, Where, what jet, what planet was this guy from? Hey, listen, if you're over 50, somebody shout Amen. You know what I'm talking about. And, and, but we need some more praise back in the church. You can sense just what happened this morning, how we're lifted. It talks about that the garment of praise is what lifts the spirit of heaviness. Okay? Come here with me. Say amen. And, you know, in some churches, God bless them, they start right away. They go into deep, intimate worship, and that can change the whole atmosphere of a service. And that's powerful, and I've been in services where that's appropriate. <clears throat> but but we, we, need to, we need to have a lifestyle of also of praise. Of praise, with there's shouting and there's even dancing and there's clapping of hands. It's all the stuff you do maybe at a Vikings game. Come on now, or a Twins. Come on, you know you you you're stoic in church, you know, and you hit there. Your face is painted. You're like a wild man or woman, right? On the neck of some guy carrying you. You know, like oh wow, you're really excited about certain things. But when it comes to the Lord, we just we just we have to be really. No, God wants us to dance, to shout, to sing praise. That's what breaks off heaviness. And we need that broken off our life. This is a real stoic area up here. It's not, it's just, it's like, okay, getting a little out of control here, Pastor. You're making me a little nervous Sunday morning. It's a little strange, but you know what? It's in the Bible. See, when God says there's something you need to do, when you do that, you get set free, it isn't gonna change just because you think you shouldn't do it. I made that up. I don't know if I can repeat it, but get the tape. Come on now. If God says praise is going to lift off heaviness, then you need to praise. And if you don't praise, that heaviness will still be on your life. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. You know, I can remember back in the 70s and 80s as a kid. And some of our services were like 30, 45, 50 minutes in of just praise just doing the Holy Ghost dance, and, and just kind of as a kid. And I was never really dancing because I got two left feet. I can't, but I'd try and do certain things. But it, 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 was, a, uh, it was a time that was just uh, before we even got into the worship, okay? And I, uh, some of the songs here kind of date me. <clears throat> I remember even as a kid, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart. See, you already smiling already. Yeah. How about this one? This is the day. This is the day that the... Come on, you gotta have that little excitement in there. He has made me glad. And Lord, I lift your name on high. I remember that one, all right? All right, uh, this one was really good. Right? You could clap. We need to learn this one, Curtis. Ready? Give me oil in my lamb, keep it burning. Come on, give me oil in my lamb today. All right, I'm gonna see if I can go on. Keep it burning. Sing, Hosanna, sing. Don't you remember that? <laughs> yeah. What am I trying to say? Oh pastor's really weird this morning. <laughs> Psalm 104. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into its courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. That word in the Hebrew is. Tehillah, actually means excitement, praise, shouting. You know, I was just reading in Luke 9, and was talking about Jesus in the Amplified. And I like, I like to read through different Bible translations that helps bring out certain perspectives of verses that I've never saw before. And I'm actually going through the Amplified now. I'm in, in Luke, and Jesus is feeding the 5,000 and he has the five loaves and the two fish. I, I never really saw this before. And it's a simple thing, but it spoke to me. And it says this. Here's the thing I want to say. Miracles are possible in an atmosphere of praise. I'm going to say that again. Miracles are possible in your life, your family, your relationship, in an atmosphere of praise. Miracles are not possible in an atmosphere of discouragement, uh, negativity. Come on now. Well, God can do anything. Yes. But there's certain atmospheres he likes better than others. So do you, Amen. And so he loves the atmosphere of praise. The Bible says in Luke nine sixteen that Jesus looked up to heaven. All right, he's breaking, he's doing, ready to have this miracle. Nobody knows what he's doing. He's got five uh, loaves and two fish, and it says looking up to heaven and praising God. I never saw that before. Looking up to heaven, we just thought he prayed and broke the bread. No, looking up to heaven, praise, Hallelujah, glory to God. He praised the Lord, and multiplication happened. How many see that same amen? You know, it's, it's powerful praise. Praise is powerful, and, and miracles can happen. And, you know, and, and the reason I'm sharing this is that I, I've noticed just e- even in the last five years, uh, this he- spirit of heaviness that has come upon our nation. And it, it, it's not only just come upon our nation. There's a, there is a battle for the soul for America. I'm telling you, all right? We're not bringing politics in here, but what I'm saying, there's good and there's evil, okay? And there's a battle for this nation. Is this nation gonna be a nation that loves God and, and and how it was founded? Come on now. Or are we just gonna digress into something crazy? I don't want that for our country, amen? <clears throat> and America is not the answer to the world. Jesus is, all right? I wanna make that clear. But this is where we live, Okay? And, it, and what happens in the White House, what happens in Congress, with judicial judges, will affect us. Okay, it will affect us. That's all I'm going to say about that. But there's this spirit of heaviness, and it's affecting. It affects uh, the, the, the whole nation, and things are inflammatory, just moments of things that are said. And, but I'll get into all of that, and, and I, I begin to think about that and this heaviness and how it looks. It is affecting families, Hear me now. It's affecting couples. It's affecting uh, family members within it's this spirit of heaviness. That where this this love between each other, that this tenderness, is just like the enemy has come in. He's coming. Come on now. I'm preaching the truth now, and he's making uh, people uh, disgruntled with each other. And it, it's, you got to understand what it is. It's a spirit of heaviness that has come upon. It. And you have to be aware of that and break that off of your life, your family, your kids through praise. Amen. You know, I understand this about fear and heaviness. And I was thinking about this, this of one of the number of trips we took to New Orleans, Mardi Gras, and we did outreach down there in, in uh, Louisiana on Bourbon Street. And so we would have a sign and uh, it would be an eight-foot pole, and we'd have a placard there, we'd have some gospel message, and you know, you're talking tens and thousands of people that are coming right through Bourbon Street, and you can see where the Christians are at old signs and and people are drunk. They're half nude. I mean, they're throwing up. I mean, it's just crazy. But in that atmosphere, they'll come talk to you. Because <laughs> they thought, I'm not in church, but you're in my territory now, and they will talk to you. And uh, some of you have been down there with me know what, know what I'm talking about. But I remember this one, I can't remember what year it was, but I, it, it, what affected me was just it was an afternoon. We just had you know, a time of prayer and praise and worship, a great dynamic worship. And we went out to the street sometimes for 10, 12 hours. And I was standing out there and just smiling, and it wasn't as busy, and a guy just comes right up to me and whispers in my ear, and he said, if you are here tomorrow, I'm gonna kill you in this spot. And then he walked away. Yeah, you know, you kind of have that, you know, yeah, well, well, bring it on, but, you know, I'm like, (laughs) but no, it bothered me, <laughs> okay? And so I went, and we were sleeping on an air mattress, and, and, and the next day, and I'm just thinking, okay, uh, this is the next day, this is tomorrow, and, but there was something inside me, it was the fight. Come on now, you know what I mean? Now, I'm not gonna let this spirit of intimidation, but I was concerned about it. And, and you know, I'll get into it, but my, atmos- my posture is one of always situational awareness, trying to, you know, what's going on, and that get me in a, gets me in a lot of trouble, uh, assuming things that are not really, come on now. Some of you, can relate to me, <laughs> but, but uh, I walked there, and I was like, where am I going to go, so I just said, you know what, if I live or die, I don't care, so I went right to the spot, bam, put my thing in the exact spot where this guy came, and it was around that time, and we just had a time of great praise and worship, and, and, and I showed up there, of course, I was looking around, you know, I was <laughs> observant of what's going on, praise his name, you know, glory to God, and I showed up, but he never showed up. Amen. And so what are you saying, Pastor Mike, how do you get out from under that fear? You need to put on the garment of praise. Praise. You need joy. We need joy back in our life. I think of the many mission trips I've taken with Pastor Steve and, uh, from uh, Destiny Church there, and then Peter Mel, who's gone home to be with the Lord. and he was an older brother that I never had, and a dear friend and one uh, I connected with went on many, many a trips with him to Russia and Ukraine and uh, we went to Japan and Sri Lanka and numerous trips there and uh, there would be at times we were laughing so hard having fun on the trip that the van we were in were sh- was shaking <laughs> I mean, you know because otherwise you know, you get in desperate situations all you're going to do is cry so I was like, why cry? Let's just laugh about this. This is so crazy, you know. They just took our passports, you know. <laughs> and so we just turned that thing around, and we got through it with strength. God always carried us. I just remember the first trip there. We were with another pastor that was leading it. It was so serious. Going to Russia. Don't give anyone your passport. You know, don't look at anyone in the eye. You know, don't, you know, never relinquish your passport. And we get into Russia, I'm thinking, my God. You know, they have canisters of artillery shells in the airport, trying to let you know that, you know, we got the power here. And I remember handing them a the passport, and they look at it and they were picking at it. You know, this was for back in the early 90s. And I was just like, wow, this trip, this is really turning out too heavy. Joy, we need joy. Even in difficult times. I remember Reinhard Bunke uh, flew into a certain community in Africa. <clears throat> and he was there going to do a, a crusade, and there's a lot of witchcraft, and there was all, a lot of demonic things that were happening, and the pastors were dealing with this. It was serious stuff. And he lands, and some of these pastors come around him and he said, Reinhard Bonnke, do you sense and feel the heaviness of all the witchcraft and the devil and the power of the enemy? And he goes, Hmm, funny. I feel God here. <laughs> it's your mindset, amen? And he had tremendous Breakthrough because of our mindset. People are drawn to joy, to laughter. and and so, yeah, we need those worship songs, and those are important. That'll always be a part of harvest. But I just I really feel this challenge that you know we amp up the praise. Amen. You know, here's the thing about worship, it's very vertical. but but I mean, I can worship without you. I can. But praise is is horizontal. I mean, I really cannot praise fully without you. I need you in that because praise, it's horizontal. And so we need, to, we need to put that back. We need to bring that back to the church. How many agree say amen? So I remember a funny story. I heard this joke about a dad going to the grocery store with his little son in the grocery cart. And he's, the son is screaming, he's crying. And the dad is just walking through the grocery store whispering, calm down now. Calm down, Albert. Don't, don't cry, Albert. Be nice, Albert. And It's going to be okay, Albert. And, uh, Albert, don't get upset. And, and a woman came by and said, Boy, you really are gentle with your child. I'm, I'm impressed in the way you're talking to little Albert. He said, I'm Albert. <laughs> Here's the word of the Lord. Don't grieve. Don't cry. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen? You say, Pastor Mike, I'm not glad, I'm not joyful. Well, get in line. No, no. Uh, <laughs> this is a powerful verse right here. Ready? This is the word of the Lord. Are you ready for this one? Serve the Lord with gladness. We should just end the service shit on that right there. Serve the Lord with gladness. Man, I'm serving the Lord. I'm just trying really hard to be spiritual. Just, this is really tough stuff. Serve the Lord with gladness. I'm not there yet. I got addictions and things that are affecting my sir. I'm gonna serve the Lord. I'm gonna choose joy today. Hallelujah. With the it says, serve the Lord, God serve the Lord with joy. So not just gladness with joy. Come before his presence with singing. That's not just on Sunday morning. That's when you go out to the job site, you go at your workplace. Come on now. You get in that truck, <laughs> you get in that car, you get a you have things that uplift your spirit in praise. Can I get an amen? serve the Lord. I love that. I love that. That, that, that's, that's my verse. That's my verse for a while. You know, I don't want to get in all the details. And many of you heard, if you've been here part enough of the difficulties, you know, we all, we all go through tragic things. And I had this real idealistic thing about ministry when I'll be in ministry, when I got out of Bible school. And I mean, just going to be all this powerful, great things going from glory to glory. And, and, uh, uh, I had through a lot of difficulty, a lot of tragedy, and difficult, heart wrenching things as a pastor. That uh, painful and uh, difficult, untimely deaths, and uh, just just without getting into all of it, I mean, just painful stuff. And, and there were many, many seasons. I was not joyful. How you doing, Pastor? Great. Praise God. I'm dying inside. Come on now. And it was just painful. You know, you're burying a child that was stillborn, or you know, and you got dry your tears and get up to Sunday. Come on now, uh, you know. And I just started to think about that. I was talking to another pastor. I said, "Oh, he's pastored in 38 or close to 40 years." I said, "Just think about this. Ready? Put yourself in this. Every single Sunday. Maybe you have some time off through the year. A couple, two, three, four, or five Sundays. You are preaching a message publicly to people for 35 years or 38." Some you go. I mean, it's wonderful to come and prepare a message, and then you're done for the next six months. Come on now, right? But it, you're before the people. But do you imagine in the last for myself, my wife and I, 28 years, I had bad Saturday nights. <laughs> I remember one time we were going out there actually, and. Uh, we, I got my wife this it was a cool car it was a Camaro RS and it was really cool you know ground effect it was really this is going way back we're on our way out to the church and we passed another couple because I slammed the brakes on and turned around I was going to go home and let her go to church because we were fighting on the way to church <laughs> come on now you know So you all can relate alright we all go through, through times and through seasons but this scripture resonates with me serve the Lord with gladness amen and, and just even in the last few years with the building and trying to keep a good spirit about it and keep getting kind of seemed like hammered down and high prices and, and, and I, I'm, I'm a little bit slow, but I came to this realization when I heard this quote, and I'm like, yes, joy is not an emotion. Joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. <clears throat> Sometimes we just think, well, when I feel joyful, I'll act joyful. Joy is a choice. Your emotions will go by the determination in your heart, in the decisions you make. And for some reason, that was hard for me to figure out for a while, for many, many years, and still, in the midst of it, I have to make a decision and go, you know what, I'm gonna choose to be joyful. I'm gonna choose to be joyful. Joy is what you believe. Happy, joyful people, they're happy to be around, happy to to serve in the church. You know what's magnetic about a church when a church is exciting, people go, there's something exciting, is that the people are joyful amen? They're not, welcome to harvest. (laughs) Come on now. Who wants to, I want to be part of that, (laughs) because they can go to the nightclub and the bar, and they can act like an idiot, and they can feel joyful, right? Or at least happy for the moment, because it's fleeting. But joy is from the Lord, amen? And so, um, you know what? I think maybe we need to end right here. I've got some more things. I want to talk to you next week, Lord, willing, really here about serving the Lord with gladness and some really deep, deep things that I'm going to share with you next week. But stand with me if you would, please. You know, let me just say this kind of about my personality and how oh, as a staff we go through all these <clears throat> enneagrams and Myers-Briggs disc and some of you after a while figure out, yeah, I kind of know this guy. <clears throat> then I'll surprise you, but I have a bent, you know, that's more uh, personality and, uh, you know, as I said, situational awareness. I think I would have been a good, you know. Uh, actually, I, I considered applying to be in the Secret Service after uh, when I was in the Marine Corps. We had some guys come in and say, would you, you know, embassy duty, the CIA, FBI, those are the guys they try to, I, said, I, I, was all, I almost took the plunge in doing that. I thought, that would be cool, you know. And, and, but uh, I chose the pastor. <laughs> God called me to that. And so, so what I'm saying is, is that I understand how personality certain ways. Nobody's saying that if you reserve personality, you got to jump over chairs and start hollering. We're not talking about that. Joy is inward. Come on now. It's, it, it, it's joy. Happiness is based on your situation. Wow. I just made a huge sale. Oh, I made so much money on this. Woo, I'm happy. The next day. I lost a customer, and that's affecting 20% of my revenue. Now you're sad. But see, joy carries through all of that. Joy is not based on what good thing happened to you today or what bad thing maybe you're faced with. Joy is a choice. Every head bow, please. Me, understanding and having a self-awareness of my personality, if I'm not careful, I can fall into a pessimistic ditch know how else to say that. but, And I have to be reminded. So what I do is I have to be intentional at times and seasons, ebbs and flow, and say you know what? I need to choose joy. I need to have joyful songs around me. I need to read joyful things. Come on now. I, that I, I need that. And I need to remind myself to choose joy. To choose joy. Day in and day out. I don't do that all the time. I haven't arrived. But Joy, if anything I want you to get this morning, joy is a choice. I've known that my attitude has affected my family. It's affected relationship at the time with my wife. And, and uh, I, I'm not proud of that. But having a negative attitude and pessimistic all the time. And you can say, well, that's just who I am. No, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I can still choose joy in difficult situations. With every head bow you see here, you say Pastor I don't have that joy. Yeah, at times I'm happy and, but I don't have that sustaining joy. True joy only comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here this morning or you're listening by television or audio and you say Pastor I, I need to get right with God. I've slid back. I've drawn away. And you're sensing the drawing of the Lord even here this morning. It's a simple prayer. A prayer of repentance. If you're willing to do that and take that step this morning, God will meet you at your point of need. And you'll be surprised how that joy will come back into your life. If that's you, let's pray corporately together for you to receive Christ. Say to me, say, Jesus, I believe died on the cross for my sin jesus come into my life i give you my life now take it holy spirit reside within me give me that joy i so desperately need in jesus name amen amen hallelujah thank you for joining us today in the ministry of god's word My prayer today is that you will experience a new revelation of who Christ is in you. Feel free to make as many copies of this message as you like. For more information about Church for the Harvest scheduled ministry times in meeting place, please visit us at churchfortheharvest.com or contact the church office at 320-759-1400. At Church for the Harvest, you belong.